2 Timothy 2.15 Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Welcome everybody to the Ordinary Church Podcast. That was 2 Timothy 2.15 and we are coming to you for what might be the shortest podcast in the history of the Ordinary Church. We're going for five minutes. Well, that's what we're aiming for, so we're just going to jump right in. Mike, we are in the fourth part of a seven-part series on how to, uh, not how to study the Bible, but big questions about the Bible. Mm-hmm. So today's question is, what is a grammatical historical hermeneutic? Yes, that's our question. And let me take us back to 1515 AD, okay? What is a grammatical historical hermeneutic? What does that mean? Why it's important? Martin Luther is very key to this because he uh, really coined that term grammatical historical. Uh, he proposed it. He had rejected what was known as, as this elaborate fourfold hermeneutic that was predominant in the medieval centuries. And basically it come up with this hugely allegorical, far-fetched allegorizing of the Bible. But what it did is it left biblical interpretation open to the experts who basically, they were in the hands of the experts they were the only ones who could figure out this secret meaning of the Bible passages. And, and listeners, if you saw what I was doing with my hands right there, yeah, I made, <laughs> I made got Connor jazz hands going. got yeah. jazz hands going. <laughs> uh, but it would eventually lead to the, to the Protestant Reformation. And it's fundamentally, I think the Protestant Reformation is fundamentally a hermeneutical-driven issue. The idea of how you're going to handle the Word of God. And in place of an allegorical hermeneutic, where you kind of just come up with crazy ideas... Luther proposed what he termed a grammatical historical hermeneutic. So all of us that have gone to seminary, we get taught that way of handling the word. And really what it is, is what's the, what's the authorial intent of the passage? What did God mean when he said it? So according to Luther's view of it, uh, he was really recovering the, the hermeneutic of the early church fathers. Okay, And really every Bible passage has one basic meaning and it's firmly rooted in historical truth. It's firmly rooted in the actual words of Scripture. And you use the common principles of human language. And it's historical, okay? It's, it's, there's interconnected historical events. And those are acknowledged. Those are understood. Uh, and then as you understand these and understand the grammatical, the way any normal person would understand words, uh, you would see the sense and, have, and even have the application because uh, it's vital to do this, where you you say you read real historical events that have real impact in your life, you study the scriptures with confidence, you rightly handle the word of truth, you cut it straight, according to well-established patterns of human language. So really, it's 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 going back to the basics. This is how the Bible uh, readers in their in the in all the way through anyone who uh, the Holy Spirit used to write scripture or anyone who first read scripture from from the first person onward would have understood it this way. Mm-hmm. So Martin Luther did us a great uh, you know, gift um, by the Holy Spirit, really, to, to help the church get back to a, a really a literal handling of the Word of God versus an allegorical handling. And I'll tell you, what the battle is now is that many times people go back into that allegorizing. Mm-hmm. So you almost need a new reformation of the church because we got to get back again to a grammatical, historical, hermeneutic where there is one meaning of each passage and we can we can know the sense and have the application as we see the history and the grammar and, and all of it put together. Yeah. 
And if you're, uh, if you're thinking that hermeneutics aren't important or how to study the Bible is not important, realize that like every pressure point in the church right now, all the cultural issues that are most talked about, people arguing a, a different position than the historical position, they're relying on hermeneutics. And they're saying, no, the Bible doesn't say what you think it says. It actually means this. So mm-hmm. all of this has a lot of real life practical import. Absolutely. And if you don't understand the historical background and you don't grasp the true grammatical uh you know, reality of what you're reading, that which is absolutely vital, you will be untethered. And what happens is you're going to go off and just, you know, get it, make up your own stuff. So the truth of Scripture is, is, is grounded in real historic events that have real impact on our lives. And we, we want to know what God intends for us to get from the Word of God. That's right. Amen. Well, listeners, we promised it was going to be short, and we are keeping it short. That was a five-minute podcast on grammatical historical hermeneutics. And we will talk to you next week on the Ordinary Church Podcast. Hope you have a great day. God bless.